It's election day, November the 5th, 2019. This is 508, a show about Worcester. I am Mike Benedetti, and this is Brendan Mellican. Hi, Brendan. How are you doing? Fantastic. How are you? Oh, Brendan, I tell you, I have such mixed feelings about election day. It's sort of like, um, I mean, it's sort of like some combination of the Super Bowl and the anniversary of my grandmother's funeral. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, so, it's so interesting to see... Um, what everybody's opinion is of things, sort of what's the wait? Did you like your grandmother? Pulse. I don't like. I like both my grandmothers a lot. Okay, uh, it's sort of like you know we're able to take the pulse of the community. There's been all this, you know, all this time and all this effort and all this money put into, um, you know, all of this work on the election. You finally get to find out what happens, you but get at the same time, take the pulse of the ten percent of the community that actually shows the 10% up. Ten percent of the well, it's a representative ten percent. It <laughs> certainly represents themselves. I'll say that. But at the same time, it's it's somewhat discouraging because I feel like you see even more political arguments than usual, and you see the candidates and the proposals. And at least I say to myself, like, it's it is such a frustrate. It is it is one of the more frustrating tragedies of the human race that in groups of larger than say five people, we cannot come up with and implement good ideas. Yeah, no, no, we're terrible at like, that. Like, I mean, I mean, we we do it well enough to not die. But um, mostly, and certain sometimes to win wars and sometimes to build incredible things. But by and large, it just seems like yeah, up up, up and above a couple of like why is why are we not doing better as a city? Why Maybe that's the question. I guess we could be doing a, a lot worse though. We could always yeah, we definitely were doing worse at one point in time. You know yeah. when we were doing worse. When more people showed up to vote, so maybe well, that's the trick, folks. There I, seems to be at least a correlation between the two. I hope that this current thing is just some sort of complacency around people being happy with uh, happy with how things are going, and they're just saying, you know what? Like, there's a lot of people running, but they all seem like good people to me. Uh, none of them is like a gigantic monster. Um, and so, hey, great. Yeah. That's great to not have anybody who's a monster running. Um, did you uh, did you vote today? Yeah, I did vote today. Did you yeah. vote today? Um, yeah, I did. You want to you want do you, do you have any funny stories about that? Uh, no, there was not. Well, you know what? It's not funny. Too, it's it's still because it's still too soon, kind of funny. Yeah. But it was really weird to see a dead guy's name on the ballot, right? Like, I mean, I, I love Brian. I know they couldn't yeah. reprint all the ballots, but I, I, I I'm not going to put money on it. But I'm going to hedge my bets that at least second second uh, highest vote getter for school committee. At your polling place, did they have somebody whose exclusive job seemed to be to stop you for a moment before you entered the polling booth and say? Brian O'Connell's dead. Just a heads up. Because they had a person doing only that job at our polling place. Really? They had two pieces of paper on the desk in yeah, front we of had, them. I just had the which signs. said, Brian O'Connell's dead. And then that person was like, just to, just, just to make you aware. Well, that, So it was a little bit more casual over in uh, Tatnik, where it was just the uh, gentleman at the desk checking people in with a sign. And when after I took my ballot, he just looked at me and said, "You know, Bo Brian," and pointed at, pointed at the sign like, "Yeah, I got Brian." And then that was, that was I know kind too of it. much about Brian. Honestly, <laughs> that was. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, uh, I. Uh, what do you think though? Does he place? Uh, sure, Brian O'Connell's going to do great. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I mean, you know, listen, don't blame me. I voted for somebody who's not. Elected. No, I mean, look, Telkeetna, Alaska has a mayor as a mayor that's a cat, right? So I mean, you could do worse than go. yeah. At least we're staying in the same species. <clears throat> So I have two. I have two, two things. Two things that were interesting to me this election morning. One of them was that um, I actually started election day out holding a sign at one of the polling places, which I have not done. Have I ever done this in Worcester on election day? I think so, but it's been a long time. Wow. So just a, a, a. I've never known you as a sign holder. Yeah, I mean, well, not that kind of sign, anyways. It's just sort of like the right, you know, the right alignment of events or whatever. Um, but uh, it was nice chatting with other people who were holding signs. I was over at the senior center and. Um, 
Yeah, there was a few people. You know, I was the only person holding signs for the first 45 minutes or whatever, which made sense because only like two people came by to vote. Yeah. Uh, so I was very, very cold. And then a few more people rolled in and then a few more people rolled in to vote. Um, and then I went over to um, to uh, St. Spiridon's, where my polling place is, and mm-hmm. there was nobody holding a sign. There were not even like signs stashed away in the bushes for somebody to come by later really? and get them, which they're worth the senior center. There were yeah. like signs stashed in the bushes. I mean, huh. I don't know anything about the whole this whole culture of how do you of politicking on election day. So it's fun to be exposed to that. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it really just comes down to where <laughs> your uh, exposure, I guess, is going to have the greatest impact, right? So I, I just, before I came here at, uh, what was that, 11.45, I was mm-hmm. voter 229 at uh, my polling place. Mm-hmm. But again, over in Tatnick, at both the polling places in that uh, neck of the woods, um, one over by Logan Field and then the um, church up on Pleasant Street, there was a, a, a good herd of sign holders out there, large enough where traffic was a nightmare because, you know, people couldn't navigate oh, yeah. the streets and whatnot. Well, I mean, you know, th- I was made aware this week by Nick Katsopoulos writing about this. I guess this is from, um, I forget who, who it was, his uh, senior thesis or, or dissertation or whatever about Worcester voting. This this idea that um, that you can really just, that, that every Worcester election in some way just reduces to um, how did things go at the top five or at five specific Precincts. Polling places, yeah, yeah. Polling places, right? Yeah. Wards and precincts, yep. and um, that like there's so many people who vote at those, and those are broadly indicative of the city enough that like it's like if you win those, that's probably all you need to do is win those sure. to, to win election. And I kind of, which is interesting, I guess it's not that helpful to a person like myself. I think I want to kind of try to take it to the level of a heuristic that would be useful. And I'm tonight, whenever I'm watching the results roll in, I'm just going to pick one of them and decide that that one is, it really only comes down to one, Brendan. <laughs> I, have, I haven't proven this, but I want to believe this because that would be easier for me. Sure. If it's like, oh, I have to add up stuff at 10 polling places, that's like a mess. I might as well just wait 20 more minutes for all the results to come in. Right. But I'm just going to pick one of them and see if, see if, see if that's a good enough thing. Well, I mean, that, that's going back to, um, I mean, local elections as well, but definitely more so state and federal I, it, it always seemed when I was more involved with like a uh, poll checking and whatnot yeah. to grab numbers at the end of the night, uh, so you could start compiling them on the state level. Um, it was the temple over in Tatnik over by Worcester state is mm-hmm. where the majority of people would be uh, waiting for those, uh, you know, slips to come out from the voting machines. Cause that, yeah. that's one of your bellwether polling places. Yeah. The, the numbers are high, but it also seems to be pretty indicative of the, both uh, the city and the state as a whole. Do people get pizza? People get pizza? I never got pizza. Well, then I'm going to continue my tradition, which is to go over to City Hall at 9 o'clock and get pizza? with the weird nerds and watch it. Watch the total the totals come in through the yeah. city clerk's office because the Novix will buy pizza and stuff. Yeah, like no, it, and that's fun to go to City Hall, but the reality is by the time that the numbers are published at City Hall, they've all been pulled at the polling places, right? Somebody already knows these. Yeah, yeah it's a it's, weird system. Well, it, no, it, it's just because the City Hall numbers get checked when the police come back with the machines, but... yeah. By the time the police got there with the machines, everyone's already pulled the tickets from the machines right. at the polling places and compiled all those numbers in the back end. People are just driving across town with an already public number. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, somebody was asking me today. Anyway, so, the, yeah, that was my experience. I'll say, I'll say the, second thing, the second thing that was interesting to me about Election Day in Worcester this year is that I didn't make up my final decision on everybody until I was in mm. the polling booth. And the reason I think is because um, I, I, I feel like there's still a lot of ambiguity, at least for me in this particular election, over what was the right strategy to use to vote. Yeah. And I think I kept waiting for, 
I kept putting it off a little bit, feeling like, well, you know, eventually this will clarify itself, and it didn't. So in the polling booth, I'm like, great. Now I yeah. get to decide which three different theories of strategic voting I'm going to combine in what particular way. Mm-hmm. I could, I don't, I'm not even sure I could tell you who I voted for exactly. There was a great piece that I think I'm pretty sure it was Bill. I think it was Bill over at Worcester Magazine shared a couple months back, and I'm 99% sure it was from the 538 uh, blog. Yes, that um, it was titled "The Myth of the uh, Moderate Middle." And they broke down a ton of numbers around the idea that we don't actually have this uh, core group of very moderate um, fence sitting, however you want to frame it, positive or negative voters um, who, who swing elections, right? What we have is a ton of people just like you who make up their mind literally while they're looking at a ballot. And it's, it was kind of an interesting read because I, I feel like it dis- doesn't, I mean, 538 is pretty good about uh, parsing data. Um, that's pretty much all they're good at is parsing data. Yes. And, but I think that chunk of data flies in the face of conventional political wisdom that, you know, we all get the idea of swing voters or whatnot, whether they be states or, or voters, you know, depending on what level of politics you're talking about, but that there's some trick to, uh, to, to hitting them that like, no, that, that trick is not too dissimilar than rolling die at a craps table. Uh, they really are people who are just making up their mind at the last minute. It's and it's, it was a pretty fascinating read because and I think it shatters a lot of the notions that we have around uh, who votes and why. And it's not this this monolithic group of um, of voters that are uh, are um, you know sticking to a, a middle ground, if you will. They're just making up their their their, their mind at the last minute. Those are the, they're the people who, when they're standing in line at like a, a, a like a fast food restaurant. Like even though they've been in line for a half hour and staring at a menu, yeah. when they get there, that's when they go, ah, oh, geez, well, I get, and they start hemming and hawing. And like you realize, like wow, like this person actually doesn't have this the tool set to make a decision. And well, uh, yeah. I, let me just defend these people as one of them <laughs> this morning again. That again, like nobody has ever done a, a, an actual strate- analysis of the right way to strategically vote in a voting system like the one that we use in municipal elections in Worcester, this like top six, everybody gets six votes, top six win. It's never, it's not, it's never been done. I, every year I always say I'm going to do it. And every year I put it off for another two years. Um, And so because of that, like every voting, and we'll say this, like it's arrows and possibility theorem, right? Like every voting system, if it gives you more than two choices, every voting system, um, is gameable. At least it's gameable in the sense that you shouldn't always say your actual preference in order to get your total best happiness, right? You know, like if like right, like yeah, no, I know we've done this before. We've, but, we've done yeah. this before. So like so the question again is like, okay, like given that these are the candidates and given that maybe some of the candidates I really like don't have a good chance and some of the candidates I like less have a better chance, but there's also people I don't like who have a better chance. Sure. Like and then there's this and there's that policy thing and whatever. Like how do I then integrate all of this information and all of these different preferences into one decision, which yeah. is, am I going to fill in this oval or not? Yeah. And that's where, for somebody like me, it becomes challenging. And maybe it becomes challenging, I feel like, for the moderate voter, too, that, you know, like like you said, like, you know, if you're, if you're you know, like, there there are no moderate voters, right? I mean, it's like, okay, everybody thinks there's some people who like, like, low residential taxes and high business taxes. And then some people who like low business taxes and high residential taxes. And then there's these moderates who just want everything to be kind of yeah. in the middle. And the reality is that 
that, that the reason it's incorrect to describe those people as moderates is that those people are also like, oh, I'm also in favor of cannibalism or something else. Like on sure. some other issue, yeah. they're not moderate at all. Mm-hmm. There's not like a bunch of people who are basically <laughs> moderate on everything. There's yeah. people who are moderate on certain things and totally crazy on other things. Yes. So again, the question is like, when I get all this together and you know, Brendan, I'm at Taco Bell and I kind of want some pizza <laughs> and I kind of want a hamburger and I kind of want veggie Alfredo and I kind of want a kale salad. And like, what is there on the, the, the dollar menu at Taco Bell that yeah. is the best compromise of those desires that I have? And the answer is, I'm just going to have to stand there and look for a while. Well, mm-hmm. Probably I'm also possibly not hungry. That's the real answer. No, I get, I get that. And, but I think that's also the flaw in our voting system as well, too, because we, I think we're, we're, a lot of us are aware enough of game theory and the problems that come into play right, with, that, I mean, with that right, system. I mean, even though I'm using whatever, calling this game theory and using technical terms, this is also stuff everybody gets. This. This, right. A lot of this is Even if you don't sense. get it, you, you get it. Everybody knows this. But the problem is that, like, I, I, because everyone's playing the same version of game theory, like, nobody's actually getting what they want. It's, uh, I mean, your, your, your goal is not to um, try and... Um, so, are we okay over here? Yeah, so go ahead. I'm, just, I'm, fi- I'm messing with knobs, and Brendan is distracted, thinking that somehow there's a we're going to get a better version of the show <laughs> by doing something <laughs> yeah, differently. It's be we're not. We're not. Yeah, no. I just I, I feel like that. That's you know, yes. You, 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 if you keep in mind that you're not trying to pick the winners, right? You're trying to pick the people that you hope are going to win, and there is a difference between that. Like it, it seems like in a way that the the the, the metric, the math that you're trying to use is like, well, how can I how can I get the best possible outcome instead of just you know voting for the things that I like? And you know, it might be okay to uh, to vote for the things that you like. Here we are, and we're back. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, Brent crude oil is sixty two dollars a barrel, up one percent on the week. And down 15% of the year, Bitcoin is $9,372 unchanged on the weekend, up 45% on the year. Brendan, uh, I, haven't, we ha- I, haven't, I haven't done my annual blog post or my biannual blog post on election signs. No. And so therefore today we present an episode where we're going to attempt to just do a lot of filming of my laptop screen. Sweet. To tell you about yard signs 2019. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. There it is. All right. Um, so, you know, there's these yard signs, Brendan. People put them in their yards. They love them. People yeah, what are they these, for? People you know, love these signs. Can, a little segue. Do you know who's back? Who's that? That guy. Well, we, I'm assuming a guy. I keep saying guy. It could be a woman. That paints the, the, the no thing, the, cir- the red circle with the lines This is it. the guy who tries to, it's like there's a municipal sign ordinance against posting most signs that are Yeah, the so city. this person has been on a rampage for the last two weeks. A ton, all over the city, a ton of signs have gone up for uh, I buy house, I buy houses with cash yeah and i think it's either an armenian or albanian festival there's some festival coming out too yes a lot of these signs are showing up on private property that like but it's like edge property like municipal and this whoever this person this mystery person which i still cannot convince a single journalist that this is like i've never seen this person i still i mean we've i know this. i've seen the signs like pop up like get painted within minutes of like missing this this person person, especially on highland street because i'm down there a lot like just miss them by minutes and it's uh i i can't believe i can't get a journalist interested in stake like i want to get a bunch of signs at this point i'm just going to get something nonsense printed and start staking them out there so I can stake out the signs with yeah. wildlife cameras and catch this Yeti on my own. Cause it's, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, and I don't know if we just explained exactly what this person does. They basically paint one of those like no smoking sign type deals, yeah. ghostbuster type deals on any sign, which is an Ill- illeg- illegitimate sign. 
With like red yeah, spray. Yeah, so paint. like if you put a political sign out, like doesn't touch those, never touches those. If it's a commercial sign that is on public property, then they hit them. And it's like you get the circle with the line through it. And it's, they don't, it, but I think it's beautiful because they're not like picking them up and throwing them in the street. They're not throwing them in the rubbish. They're, they're just, just walking like, by with a, can, with a rattle can of red spray paint and just saying, no, no, you can't do this. You think and, you can put this here? Well, I can put a trash version of it here then. Yeah. How about that tough <laughs> it's guy? It's beautiful. Here's our first sign. This is the classic Mo Bergman. You know, reelect Mo Bergman. Come on, people. That's what it says. Uh, you know, like number eleven. He owns a baseball bat. How can you not vote for Mo? This is this is a terrific sign because, and I, you know, you can't really tell in this photo, but you know, this really you can just see the beautiful fall leaves, uh, which harmonize with the orange, the very Halloween vibe of this sign. And Mo has told us repeatedly that this is based on some sort of vintage JFK sign. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've still have not seen this sign in all these years. He has never shown me any image of this sign in all these years. So let's just, we can just say this is a Halloween theme sign. Sure. And it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect for the fall. It's the season. He has a slight variation that someone was pointing out of this sign um, where it's a, can I pinch and grab on this? Oh, oh wow. we can. This doesn't, this one does not have a white border around it. Oh yeah. And so um, in, in some ways it's kind of cooler and, 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 and cooler than like, you know, more just like straight up Halloween version. Right. Like this is like even more Halloween because it doesn't have that the white, white border. That white border. But somebody had mentioned to me that driving it, that dri- if, you, if, you, if you're looking around at night while you're driving, this one kind of fades into the background more. It's not obvious if there's even a yard sign there. It could be something else because that border just highlights this is a square of a certain size. It's a yard sign. So what you're saying is we get to get those white, some sort of white frame to put around children who are trick-or-treating and we'll never have to worry about hitting them with their cars again. Here's the next one. These are all in alphabetical order, I think, basically. Kerberg Power sign. This sign, I'm I, I really support this sign. Like uh, I mean, like it's just it's a nice play in the last name Powers. You yeah. Know, like you gotta use you gotta use whatever is about your name is cool, right? Like Bergman is like a regular sort of a name. So Mo Bergman's like great. I'll just put it on my sign. But Powers is like powers. And I just love this like superpowers. This is a really cool graphic. It has a nice like sort of halftone comic book type thing on there. Uh, I think it's a very strong, especially if you're going to brand yourself as Dr. Karaberg Powers, mm-hmm. um, that it really, it, it kind of like, uh, 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 you know, the doctor does not seem insufferable to anybody who would seem insufferable to with yeah. the like superhero thing also happening at the same time. It's kind of fun. It's kind of right. a nice balance. Um, and the color is fine. I feel like the color could maybe be a little bit uh, darker mm-hmm. so that it could be seen better um, or maybe more saturated, but I think darker is the right word that I'm looking for. Here we got Laura Clancy's sign. I think this is a real strong sign. This sign is, I'm not sure if this is brown or I think it's just more of a burgundy, like a dark red. Um, was that the right pinch? Did it's the work? same color of, as my uh, 1979 Chrysler Cordoba was. My very first car was that color. And I don't know what color. I never knew what color it was. I think it said brown uh, on the title, but it depending on the light, it was not brown. Let's look at some nice things about this sign. These stars, these stars... Uh, like the the name is outlined in a, a thin black border. The white is outlined in a thin black border, which is which is good and highlights the name a little bit. And the stars don't have that border, which is good because you you don't want, don't want the stars to be a, a, a big visual element. One problem I feel like is that like things like the like the like the thinner parts of the A's in Laura just vanish into nothingness yep. on this sign, um, even at the full-size sign. And, like, they really need to... They, they could maybe use a bold-faced font or just a font with with uh, a little bit thicker, yeah. uh, those pieces of letters. But otherwise, this is a strong sign. And the last name, Clancy, very visible. Um, here's Bill Coleman, the classic, the greatest. 
You know, it's just this weird, distorted-looking American flag. This puts me in mind, Brendan. I was just reading a beautiful <laughs> article which was talking about. Um, you know, it, it was saying, you know, a question that many the certain nerds in this country ask themselves all the time is, does that violate the U.S. flag code? Yeah, totally. We talked about this on this show where we're just like, yeah. what you're doing, what, 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 what most of America seems to be doing most of the time, 80% of America, 80% of the time seems to be doing things which are extremely disrespectful for the, of the flag based on American law and the U.S. flag code. Yeah, that tattered rag hanging off the back of your yes. pickup truck, like you're actually in violation of U.S. flag code. And in Glad fact, it is. It this is. thing and that you love. This it's, probably it's is. This probably is too. I mean, th- th- this is definitely in violation of like, let's let's have the aspect ratio of things be accurate <laughs> yeah. code. Like this is, you're looking at the American flag from a really weird angle through some sort of strange liquid. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Bill, Bill Coleman used to do a lot of projects with the American flag. And so like having a big flag on the sign made a lot of sense. I feel like Bill Coleman has moved into maybe other kinds of projects in recent years mm-hmm. and maybe... Uh, maybe this flag is a little bit... Um, One of his r- projects uh, that I think everyone has saw this year was uh, digging through his own personal archives of photographs with famous people yes. and posting them on Facebook uh, as a weird sort it's of beautiful. subtle, maybe this person endorsed me even though for, for office, even though they've been dead even, for 10 years. I don't know if he's that's even what he's saying. It's just a very charming. But anyway, yeah. I would just say like, I, you know, um, yeah, in some ways the flag is sort of, is sort of a little, a little wink to voters who remember the Bill Coleman of 10 or 20 years ago, sure. which is maybe, uh, not that many voters these days. Uh, Donna Clorio, this is a very strong sign. I mean, I've said this in the past, like, you know, it's like cool, the Colorio, cool. The color scheme is cool. You got the O's and the O's are also very nice. You got the little star over the eye just as a little decoration, but the stars kind of add a little bit of an angle. So it's not too like... Uh, you know, it's not too obvious. It has a little playfulness to it. One thing I worry about this sign, think about this sign at least, is that, you know, like if Donna wins election, obviously people are going to be calling her Donna Cloria with a CH at the beginning, like kind of a cholera type <laughs> of a deal. Um, and so like, if you're no longer looking at playing off of words like cool and color, but the word cholera, right. then what does your graphic design look like for cholera? So let me ask you a question. Do you know what font that is? Uh, I think the last time I wrote a review, I figured it out. I mean, it's something like how, I mean, it's something like, uh, uh, it reminds me of Roboto, that font that, uh, yeah. Google developed for Android specifically yeah. for mobile devices. Like, and I'm with like that, her signs to me are the most readable and like non-offensive signs yes. that we see from year to year. But it, again, it, I'm going to double down on what I was saying last week about the mailings, right? There's, there's layers of genius here. Like Donna is the chair of the, the, the Worcester Republican city committee. Right. Her sign is multiple shades of blue, which is yes. a color most commonly associated with Democrat uh, candidates. Yes. And it's like not red, right? Like, that's genius. It it makes perfect sense. It doesn't a have a big flag that, on it. It doesn't yeah, have like a bald it's so eagle subtle, and, part of Native American or whatever else you would think of the army. But no, it's just I I, I give that the campaign a lot of credit because I think they do a great job of not necessarily confusing people, right? It's I don't, I'm not suggesting that it's like anyone has malicious intent. It's just knowing what your 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 audience is and giving that audience the thing that they want to see. Like yeah, yeah. blue in Worcester is the thing that's going to catch people's eye because it resonates with the majority of uh registered voters and their 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 favorite party, right? Like Yes. And this is the blue sign again you say it's two shades of blue. Yeah. Here we get a sign from Evan Corrigan, Worcester City Council. Unfortunately, I only have a, a sign taken from a distance in a moving vehicle. Um, you know, this is a cl- one of your 
red, white, and blue. Was type the sign designs. in a moving vehicle, or were you in a moving vehicle? Uh, I was not. I didn't even take this photo. Okay. This, this weird little lozenge thing here is an outline of the city of Worcester with a heart in the middle of it. I believe. Huh. I'm not a big fan of this because I think, for number one, it's way too tiny. Like, even though I most see mostly signs on foot and I'm able to inspect every pixel, most people are driving by and not really paying attention. So it's way too that it's it's way too tiny. It's a little bit. I mean, it's not. Um, Symmetrical, yeah, because the city's not symmetrical, so it just looks like a weird asymmetrical something on your sign, which is just not the vibe you want to get, and it just doesn't mean anything to anyone. So, I was an early adopter of uh, one of Jess Walsh down at uh, Worcester Ware, she yes. has a, a, a t shirt design, it's just the it's a, a white uh, outline or not outline, but like a color fill of the city, like that shape, yeah, and it just says home in the middle of it, right? Like, I've had more people. In the city of Worcester, Say, who have lived their that? entire life in the city of Worcester, where are you from? Right, like, yes. and I mean, Kansas. Obviously, people that's people Kansas. don't recognize. Like, people don't recognize the outline of the city, and it's not a, an attractive outline. And so, for for a shirt that you wear, I assume you wear that shirt once a week or so. Like, that's that's totally legitimate. But if you're like, I got to pick one thing for my yard sign that's not going to be changed every day, and like this is. It's got to be either bigger or not that. Yeah, go That's with a poor saying. aspect ratio flag, Evan. This was the be- wrong call. Speaking of which, here's Tony Economo's <laughs> sign, which always has this bizarre, bizarre <laughs> flag thing that I can never quite figure out what it is supposed to be. Like, I, I mean, I'll, I, I th- I'll tell you what, I mean, so it's I, MC Escher uh, flag. That's what I mean, that th- is. This is just like a stylized flag. So it's like, oh, what if the flag only had like four, uh, four stars and like whatever, seven stripes or something? Who would, the, but, what would those states be, Mike? Uh, I don't know. But the, uh, the, 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 so here's the problem with this flag is that like underneath the f- blue field, it has a white line. Cause you cook cool. You have a white, you have a white stripe there. Sure. Fine. Whatever. And, but then the, to this other side of the blue field, there's a white stripe, which there's not actually on the flag. These lines are supposed to run. These stripes are supposed to run right up to the blue field, but there's that white line, which then that's what makes you wonder like, is this like two different pieces that are kind of like stuck together? Is this some, it sort of looks like some sort of weird swirling tent thing to me. Yeah. I it's an infinity not flag. Like this. Also, it's and it's just like the tiny vote there is very weird. Nobody can really see that. If they can see it, they didn't, can't read it, and they feel bad for not being able to read it. It's like the the symmetry of this is terrible, which just draws more attention to the confusion around the flag. You know, an upstanding individual with a with a sign. I mean, at this point, it's kind of a trademark sign. This bizarre sign. This this MC Escher sign. Yeah. But uh, here's Jack Foley. I, you know, this green here, man. It's like it's. This is like a. This is not like a green party green. This is like a straight up Irish green. Like Jack Foley, school committee, deal with it, America. No, I love it, and that's it, it's exactly what you just said. Like, there's a guy. I've only seen. I've only seen this one person in Maine South with this sweatshirt. I've never seen this sweatshirt anywhere else, but it's a mm-hmm. guy who has a sweatshirt. It says Maine South Irish and has a shamrock on it. And every time I see this guy, like it's like. Yeah, I've seen I mean, that. I've seen that guy. Have you really? Who am I? Yeah, I have. And so I've only seen the sweatshirt on this one person, and yeah. it's like when I look at it, like the first thought is like, well, my my family is Irish, and they're from Maine South, but that they left back in like the seventies. Like, yeah, no, there's you're all gone or whatever. But it's like this throwback he's that like the one guy, he's the one left. Jack is that it's got this throwback thing. Is I'm not going to shy away from the fact that like this this city was the the Worcester ethnic thing with like Irish and Italians. Not that wasn't too long ago. There's enough of them still voting. I'm, I'm not changing and this. Plus, people love Jack Foley. People, he's going to get so many votes. He doesn't have to have an amazing sign. He's just like, remember that I'm still running. Jesse Gibson. Jesse Gibson has a, a variety of signs. Um, I, you know, I'm like, hey, this is great. It's nice. It's fun. Gibson is big. You know, we got like some 
all these letters, all these white letters are outlined in a little bit of red against a, a mild blue background. I feel like we could maybe have more contrast between the city councilor at large, this red and this white, but whatever, not a big deal. The elect is in a nice little kind of a scripty thing, italic thing, which is fun. Mm-hmm. That's great. So then we have the one we really remember, which is the one where Jesse Gibson is just like looking at you. Yeah. There he is. And in this one, this one, it's it's elect Jesse Gibson. It's elect Jesse. This one, it's elect Dr. Jesse. And in this one, the Dr. Jesse B is, uh, you know, it's no longer like in the same uh, style as the Gibson is, right? Yeah. It's, in, it's, it's in a changed style. Um, I, I really do like this photo though, because this photo is memorable. Somebody was mentioning to me this like Jesse Gibson in that photo with the, that song with his giant head on it. <laughs> and his head does not look particularly giant on it, yeah. but it just looks giant compared to the non-heads on everyone else's sign. Right. I just feel like it's very striking. And I'll say this too, unlike say Michael Gaffney's photo, which had a photo of him wearing a really strange looking outfit. <laughs> the more you look at it, the stranger this outfit got. And it was kind of, in that way, it was kind of an MC Escher vibe or some kind of psychedelic vibe. This is an outfit, which the more you look at it, the more you're like, this is a solid outfit. He's wearing some kind of lapel pill that I, the lapel pin, I can't really make out. Um, you know, like I appreciate too that his tie is not like uh, his tie basically is like the same color as his suit, which is basically the same color as the background. Or yeah. they're all kind of bluish. Like he's not like that's one challenge is that like you have an, you have an interesting tie that harmonizes as part of your outfit. Right, right. Well, now it also has to harmonize with the rest of your sign. Good luck, brother. Yeah. Um, no, that's a tough one. I I still don't know how I feel about <laughs> uh, photos on signs. I, that's something that started. It seemed like ten years or so ago, primarily yeah. with female candidates. It seemed yes. like it was primarily. Female Republican candidates, all there was one cycle about a decade ago on the state level where they all had their photograph on the sign. Yeah, and I don't. I, like, it always just st- strikes me as like this weird strongman pose. Like you know, it's it's imposing to me. And I, I don't. It I is, don't want to see who. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to see you staring at me while I'm driving around, judging me. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously, seeing a picture of Jesse Gibson or seeing Jesse Gibson when he walks down the street doesn't feel particularly imposing. It's just in the context of a lawn sign, it's not something I expect to see, so it feels imposing in that. But I think it's it's it, that that is very much like a, a regional thing too. I I, I feel like it, in other parts of the country, photos on signs have been common for much longer a period of time. No, it's something that just kind not. of moved into our uh, our region. I hope not, but whatever. Um. Atel Hajiai, this sign, this is this is a sign, is a strong sign. I feel like we have like we have the like Democrat friendly blue. We have the Green Party green at the bottom, saying I'm kind of like a progressive councilor at large. Very nice. What did what did Jesse Gibson say? He said city council, city council at large. Yeah. Well, the first city, one city was councilor, city councilor at large. Atel's just Too saying much. councilor yeah. at large. Yeah, just get it out there. I mean, it mostly, I think it depends on what the size of the space is, just how much text you just want to fill mm-hmm. it up with. You could write whatever the hell you want. Vote for me as the city councilor at large if you need to make it really long and thin. Um, I think Atel's, Atel's is good because, like, her name, you know, nobody knows what this name is. I say this with a great deal of love and affection for Atel as a person and for her name, too. Like, she's got the name, big name, mm-hmm. Atel. That's what you're going to remember. People were calling me on the phone today, asking me about candidates, and I would be like, Atel. Yeah. And they would be like, Atel who? And I would, they, I'd be like, Atel Hajiai. And they would be like, who? And I would be like, Atel. Let's just talk about it in terms of Atel. Let's right, keep right. it simple. But you know what? It's also like, hey, the last name is also awesome. Let's put it on there. But we'll do this little thing with the small caps in the middle. So we're not going to like push the last name out there. It's like the thing to remember to vote on line three or whatever. Yeah. The ballot. It's remember Atel. That's the easy one. It's only four letters long. Mm-hmm. You know, even you, voter of Worcester, can remember that word. Hopefully you did. John Haynes, Honeycutt, I'm not happy with your sign, bro. You're a good man, but I'm not happy with your sign. Um, so 
I feel like uh, these stars are like a weird aspect ratio. This is not just from the photo. These stars are actually at a weird aspect ratio, which is crazy. You don't need to do that. Just make it make it smaller, make it bigger, whatever. Don't stretch these things out. Um, it's got a lot of text, you know. He says, what did he say? The future of our community starts now. Like that that sentence, this is a fine thing to say in a speech. This is not such an important or amazing sentence that you're going to put this on your sign and this make old people slow down and try to read it on your sign. Because <laughs> yeah, they're going to be disappointed. That, yeah. You just want to be like John Haynes Honeycutt running for city council. Honeycutt, awesome name. John Haynes, you know, again, a, pecu a peculiar name and it may be hard for people to be like, vote for John Haynes. No, John but the Honeycutt who? is so memorable. Honeycutt, though. Honeycutt. Honeycutt, D5. That's it. That's all that needs to be on the sign. You don't need anything else. People love it. Exactly. Honeycutt, D5. There it is. Three, you know, two words. We One Just word so everyone knows, too, that Mike and I are totally available for consulting uh, for a, a moderate fee, but, I mean, we're available. Putting together your signs two years from now, folks, bring it on. We'll be happy to do a once-over. I'll tell what I'm really available for is people telling me why I'm an idiot for thinking what I think because many people have critiqued my things in the past and told me why I'm an idiot and I've learned uh, many fascinating things about signage uh, from talking to people who know more than me. Yeah, but that's and that's fair but I also feel that sometimes people get too far down the style uh, road of things that makes sense to some degree, but we're not dressing ourselves here, right? Like, we're not, we're not getting dressed for the first day of school. We're trying to make a first impression. And that's I, right. I know she's not going to be on this list, so it, it's, it's a free-for-all now, but I mean, that's why Connie Luke, like, I'm going to say, Connie Luke's sign was the best ever. It said Luke's. And everybody who's hearing me say that, who's old enough to have voted at, at some point uh, prior to this election cycle, know, can picture that sign right often, now. Often didn't say what she was running for, because yeah. what do you care? Just it doesn't, for just, it, yeah, the name, that's it. And it, Luke's. It, it just, that was it. It worked. He, She's yeah. out there. Gemma Kimura sign. I, I, first of all, this is just the, the context in which I happen to see it first. I think it's kind of nice because it has all these like ladies with their like, uh, you know, poses of like, here's some nice haircuts you could get. And then here's Gemma, who's also like a very, uh, uh, nice looking lady here. Mm -hmm. And her head is also there. Um, can I make this bigger a little bit? Anyway, you know, the sign's pink to be like, Hey, I'm a lady. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it looks nice. I mean, it just basically says like, you know, this this question of like the first name. Are we going to focus on the first name? No, because unlike a towel, people can't even say this name. Mm -hmm. No, but nobody knows how to say this. I mean, we know how to say it, Gemma, but nobody else knows how to say this. Kamara, pretty straightforward. Not a common name, but a very easily pronounceable name by any toddler. But I'll I'll, I'll correct you on that. Actually, in Worcester, spelled with a C, Kamara is actually a very common name, or oh, it was yeah, a yeah, relatively yeah. Co common name in the city, and that's why I, I do think it, whether it was intentional or not, that the focus on the last name that w it was genius because the, the the obvious pronunciation for anybody uh, is it does result in a relatively common name here in the city of Worcester. Yes, nice nice work on the sign. Nice work on the sign. Nice bringing some pink back in. By the way, Connie, Connie's signs were always. Um, uh, if I remember correctly, a navy blue sign with yeah. Luke's in hot pink on it, kind yeah. of saying like, I'm business, but I'm also a lady, but I'm also an angry lady or a lady not to be messed with. And this pink is saying like, hey, I'm a lady. I'm not against pink. Pink is cool. I love pink. Don't hate me for just loving pink. I wear a pink mouth guard. Yeah. I'll say this too. Like, um, who, who's, what's her name? Kate, what's her face? Who was, had her picture on her sign? Who was our state rep? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Kate Campanow? Yes. So so her signs, so she had her photo on her signs. And Kate is, of course, beautiful. So good job putting your photo on her signs. But certain colors on her signs were, like, obviously based off of, like, the skin tone she had on that sign, mm. which was both great and also a little much. Mm -hmm. So I want to say, too, like, nice, nice, like, she has, like, uh, 
you know, she's wearing like a very simple outfit of like white and red here. And neither of them is like trying to be the same pink as this. And so it's like, good. It's like, you got your photo on your sign. It's a nice. We're not color nice, matching lipstick. We're not color matching. We're not getting too matchy matchy here or too complicated here visually. This we're is just have a Worcester, signs made at Sephora. Election. We're going to just do it. Yeah, we're going to wing it. Christian King, you know, you got to love this sign, man. He doesn't play around with the fact that both of his uh, names start with a K. He doesn't try to do some kind of double K weird logo or something that which some people would be tempted to do. It's just, here's the name, King. Easy yeah. to remember. The first name, we'll stick it on there. We'll have it on there in kind of a handwriting thing to kind of break up the vibe of it a little bit. But you don't need to remember that the first name is Christian, but it's not spelled like people think Christian. Mm-hmm. King, there's only one guy. There's only one King, Brendan. Yeah. And you know what they say, when you come at the King, you best not miss. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Anybody wants to talk trash about Christian King, you best not miss people. Mariah Martinez. Mariah Martinez here, first timer running, has this sign. I, I would say like the main thing that we see here, I mean, the main thing we see here is this apple, uh, which is which is like a fun little a fun little element. And the school committee people especially seem to have more random uh, fun elements, we'll call them, uh, on their signs than the, than the city council guys. I kind of wish that apple was red, or I kind of wish there was something going on with apple red. Mm. Um in part because Tracy Novick does a lot of like school bus colors on sure. her sign, and but and, and I feel like the like red apple on the teacher's desk is still a valid uh, concept, and nobody has tried to own that in Worcester politics yet. Yeah. Um, we need a traffic cone orange sign. That would know, be fantastic. We do, we do. Molly McCullough's sign here again is just one of your straight up like here it is. I'm running for office. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I got a sign. That's fine. You got the job. You're doing the job here. Tracy Novick, this sign, I really appreciate both the sort of simplicity of the sign and the extreme aggressiveness of the colors on this sign. This yep. really is like the school bus or like the highway sign of yard signs. And like this yellow with a, with some black is just totally owned by this campaign. Nobody tries to put yellow signs out there. Right. Even though it's a super high con- contrast thing. And again, when you're driving around, your eyes in some ways drawn to yellow signs Part of your brain thinks this is a street sign. Tracy O'Connell Novick, school committee. Again, deal, with, it is. deal with it, America. There it is. Joe Petty, mayor. You know, I really don't like this sign. I mean, I, you know, I had the same problems I always have with it, which is that a lot of the, um, a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the parts of the letters of Joe Petty are just too thin. Yep. I don't remember whether this font, what the heck this font is, but they're just too thin and they just kind of get lost on the white. And you probably should go for a sans serif font or else a, a serif font with a lot more uh, strength to it. But uh, you know what? Mayor, that's what it says there. Joe Petty, mayor. Deal. I mean, what are you going to do? I'm the mayor and you're not. One of the things that's interesting about uh, Petty signs, and um, I believe this is the same for Congressman McGovern, mm-hmm. is their... The name they go by, Joe, Jim, yeah, are not the names that they're they're on the ballot, right? Because they're not registered to vote. You're you're, you're what? Whatever you show up on the ballot is the name that you're registered to vote under. So it's gonna be like Joseph, Joseph, Joseph Petty, Petty, or James P. McGovern, whatever. Um, I think it's really neat that they can get away with that because I I feel like it's it's that's where Joe's signs they almost don't matter. I feel like the fact that you don't like it is it, it, it's kind of rubbing in your face that like, yeah, look, but see my name recognition is so, so strong at this point. I don't, I don't even need to put my real name on the sign. Like I'm actually just making, I'm putting nicknames on here and like people are still going to vote for me. Let me say this. I don't dislike the sign. None of these signs make me angry and none of these signs make me physically give me any kind of physical revulsion, except for the ones that do the aspect ratio wrong for no reason. Mm-hmm. Those, those are, those make me a little bit queasy. None of them. I don't think make me angry. Actually, John Winfredo's makes me angry. It's a bold move though, because it, I actually have a friend um, down at the Cape 
who's uh, on the ballot for school committee uh, today. So if you're if you're in voter in Barnstable County, uh, Joe Nystrom uh, for school committee. That's 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 the move. Um, but he did that on his signs, like mm-hmm. use Joe. And a bunch of us that were like, dude, it's your first time out. Like Nystrom is a weird, it's another name. It's like not, people are not going to be used to in terms of spelling or even pronunciation or whatnot. Um, there's putting just the, you know, your, the shortened version of your, of your first name on there. It's a bit of a risk because now nobody can spell the last name. They're not going to recognize it. And there is no Joe on the ballot. So it's, but Petty, you can get away with that. It's like people have some memorable name. It's yeah. a common name and a memorable one. Um, so here we, here we got Sarai Rivera. Um, you know, she has, she's running unopposed, but there's some signs out there. Forget, real simple, real basic sign. Yeah. You know, the, the little star over the Rivera is nice. And the fact that the star winds up, you find, where did that piece that got cut out go? Oh, it went down here. That's cool. <laughs> and you know, and it's kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of a Puerto Rico reference too. I mean, color wise, it's America, but color wise, it's also Puerto Rico. Yep. And like just the focus on the one star is a Puerto Rico or maybe Texas deal. Sarai has been around for a while now. So I feel like everybody knows her name uh, in the city, uh, the first name at least. But I do think going back a couple of years, that's where uh, still a smart move highlighting the last name because Rivera, obviously a very common name. Uh, Sarai, difficult one. The first right. pass when you see that, not entirely confident in how to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Glad that star found a home, though. Sean Rose, this is a sign by Sean Rose, which just this sign I feel like really expresses his incohate rage at Gary Rosen for stealing <laughs> the color red from him, so he'll never be able to use it. He's like Sean Rose, red, get it? My name is in red because my name is Rose. Gary Rosen, you jackass, you're gonna die soon, and I'll never be able to make a red sign to play off a of rose. I hate you so much. That's what this sign says to me. So again, it doesn't make me la- sad, though. It doesn't make me angry. It just makes me laugh hilariously when I see it. Um, and, you know, you kind of want, kind of like when Cola Akendale ran and had the sign that was like a fake Coca-Cola logo, yeah. you kind of want Sean Rose to have a rose on there, but you kind of can't get away with that. I mean, that's a real power move. If he ever decides to put his picture on a sign, if, we, if a rose bit gingerly between his teeth, yes. that would be the photograph. Here it is. Here it is. The, the only sign that matters in my mind, Gary Rosen, baby. It's all there. You can see it. Gary Rosen. The Gary's having fun because it's italicized. The Rosen is right there. Everything, all the all the kerning, whatever, everything is smashed together, but not like uncomfortably or un- illegibly. It's just kind of crowded in because it's like Gary Rosen has so much joy, too much joy to fit in such a, just a human-sized heart and a human-sized body. As much as the sign. Everything else is uncomfortable. The sign is perfectly fine. <laughs> but hey, I mean, it fits on a sign. It fits on a shirt. It fits on a comb. It's Gary Rosen. And what do Rosen, you want? Red. You got to love it, people. Come on. Right. Red. It grabs you. It grabs you. And you know what? Gary Rosen's going to grab you, too, in a friendly way. Maybe not a consensual way, but definitely a friendly way. Um, and I don't know why I have a second Gary Rosen sign on there, just to, just for the joy of Gary Rosen. Here's George Russell's sign. Uh, you know, I mean, this is, this is, again, I think this is a sign. This is one of the few signs that I've seen that has like the URL of the candidate in it. Um, so I mean, he's running unopposed, but, right. uh, I feel like the URLs on the signs were big for a while. And then at some point somebody realized like too much, eh, we're yeah, going right. to find you. Google, yeah. Google has figured this one out. Or it's just going to be on If Facebook you're not the first, uh, first result when, when somebody Googles your name, you've got bigger problems than your URL not being on your lawn sign. I saw this beautiful handmade sign in uh, Lincoln square about a month and a half ago. Is this somebody... Is this some sort of weird? I couldn't. I tried to Google this and couldn't figure this out. It looks like it says Louisar Salamander at large, as an at sign at large. And I was like, is this somebody who's running at large as like a write in? But I Googled this and could not find anything about like Salamander Worcester election. And on the back, 
what I the, wonder if this is like a salamander like this might there might be a like a family of spotted salamanders that are on the uh, protected species list in Massachusetts living in that neighborhood and somebody completely unaware that there's an election going on was just trying to make motorists aware that this don't drive over these there salamanders. are salamanders crossing the street here folks slow down that's so check this out here's the back of the sign what does that say it's like a bunch of it's like a bunch of outlines of um butterflies butterflies and salamanders this is just like spray. These are like spray painted with some kind of stencil on the back of this sign. Hmm. What is the sign? I have no idea. It's amazing, Worcester. Thank you so much for giving me this sign. Though. Wow. I yeah. I wish I had seen that. We. I wish we had done this show last week. I would have written in Salamander for something. Louis R. Salamander. It could be K. Louis R. Louis R. We don't even know what the first letter is. That's how amazing the sign is. Um, Awara Sarkodie. Sorry for mispronouncing your name, brother. I just mispronounced people's names. You know, like this sign. This sign is fine, I guess. Like, um, I'm not really sure what the red border at the top and the bottom are all about. It just makes the rest of the sign feel a little bit crushed. I kind of want this sign to like fill out the space a little bit more and loosen up a little bit. Like, this is another one. This is this is another one where you got a guy whose name is not like whatever Jimmy O'Reilly or you know Bob Smith or whatever. Um, and so it's like, okay, the first name. Eh. Last name. Let's go for the last name as as the one that you're going to remember. And I guess you're going to remember this, but you might, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't have a good suggestion here. I no, like I, I it, it actually. I'm not against the sign. I'm just sort of. I'm no. I'm, when I'm looking at the sign, like I'm feeling just like a terrible human being, like a, a genuinely awful person, because now this is probably the third or fourth sign that like have trouble with the names, and that's not the candidate's fault. It's my fault for being like a, a small minded. Uh, nitwit from Worcester. Yes. That when I see Foley on a green sign, like, hey, that's my guy, right? Like, but I see a name that's probably super common uh, somewhere else in the world, and it's I, I don't even know what to do with this. It's like we yeah. we need to figure out a good way between now and our next election cycle. Uh, we need to have a, a a learn to pronounce names that are common elsewhere in the world show workshop. Yeah, because I mean, we're doing ourselves. We genuinely are doing ourselves a disservice if uh, if all if all we're left with at the end of the day is I can pronounce Petty, Foley, and Novik. Everything else, oh, I don't even. I, who are? What is? What's going on here? And it's, let me tell you, I never ran. But in that's me. Election. That's not yeah. the sign or the candidate. It's like me just acknowledging that I'm the nitwit here. I never ran in an election where I had to put Benedetti on a yard sign, but I sort of uh, I sort of wonder how that would work out. That would also be it's challenging in and of itself. Um, here's another one from him. This is like a bumper sticker from him. And this bumper sticker, again, let's just let's just not stretch out our people. Unless he's not actually this shape. He's <laughs> he's like a more of a normal human shape. But for some reason on this thing, they're just like, we'll stretch it out to make it fit the space. Don't do it. Don't stretch it out no. to make it fit the space. It's crazy. I think some people don't see it though. I think it's like uh, uh, like motion smoothing on televisions or like aspect ratios on televisions when you're just like, wait a second, this is supposed to be sixteen by nine, but we're looking at it by four by three. Some people doesn't bother them. Don't yeah, notice it. Uh, some people don't notice the uncanny valley, Mike. They just they, they just you know, move on with the movie and say, "Hey, that was that was some some yeah. great CGI." I mean, those people lead happier lives because they're less worried about stuff like this guy is is stretched out on his bumper sticker. Oh no! What is being said with the O? I mean, all this. Yeah, I don't know why the O. Oh, because it's uh, probably for it's probably for Aurora uh, uh, Amora. Oh, but um. It's not clear that that's what it's for. So who knows why the O is red? And I mean, it's kind of cool that it's like vote September 10th and you're like, okay, I will. I don't know who for. I can't really see the rest of it when I'm like driving behind you. on the That's bus. what I was going to say. Right. Like to me, that's all this is, is like there's this this guy who might not 
be shaped like the rest of us who he is, is he he's is. He, he's really eager to increase public participation and i think that's a great message to yeah, have so it is a good message because again like in this case we're like what do we care about most your last name because that's what we're going to vote put mm-hmm. on the ballot and this one what do we care most about is just, just get voting. up to vote just get up so just this is very and I, I don't think he made a lot of these this is probably just like a little one you know doing a couple of these for fun i just think i just think it's interesting to see these things in the world this ralph Tissioni sign Man, I do not like this sign. And here's no. so here's why I don't like this sign. So many things about this sign. This I, I asked you about this over the summer, I believe it was the first time I saw one on my street, and it was more than one person has asked me, "Is that supposed to be like a fireman's axe?" I still have no idea. I I, I have not seen any sort of profile or anything on this candidate. So I'm pretty sure the answer is yes, it is. But let me tell you, to the average, like there's not enough as many fireman TV shows as there are cop TV shows. So pieces of like this axe does not necessarily symbolize like the fireman to like the the man on the street. It 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 does to the man on the street who recognizes it, and to the man on the street who doesn't. They're looking at this like, is this something involving like lumberjacks? Yeah, what it's just menacing on? to me. It's a, I don't know. I don't think of a. But that's fine. Like that's fine. And here, you know what I would do is I would like you to take this fireman's axe and I would like you to turn it sideways and just use it like kind of in the same place you have these lines here. Like, sure. You could use it just as a text divider and it could be on the sign and that would be amazing. And in fact, it would even be more proportional to a regular fireman's axe. It would have a long handle and a shorter head. It would be great. I don't like this because this looks like you have capital R, lowercase a, capital L, Y, P, H. Ralph, it just looks gross. <laughs> it just looks crazy to anybody who's just like a, a, a reader of the English language. Yep. And that's why it's bad. It's because it's the Fireman's Act is in the... It's not the Fireman's Act is bad. The Fireman's Act is fine, workable, not a big deal. The... Screwing up the capitalization of your first name on the sign like this is just like, why are you doing this? Make it all capital letters. Capital R, capital A, capital L, capital P, capital H. That's fine. That can work. We can live with that. I guess I j- maybe I'm just too into uh, zombie uh, mythology, uh, and I'm one of those people that feels that, like, you know, before you get to Machete, uh, you, you, you stop at, uh, at, at Hand Axe for a little while. And, I, again, I just find, find it menacing. That's not, this does not say anything to me other than I have an axe. This is somebody vote for me. I have an axe. This is somebody who's going with it with a strong yellow and black uh, color color, which thing. doesn't answer any questions about is this person uh, a big fan of firefighters or like you know are they a firefighter? I don't know. I just I, I know they've got an axe. I and mean, it's I, a yeah, it's a passive threat. You might it could have had an AR fifteen uh, where the L is, and it would have been just as it would have been no more or less menacing to me. I don't know. Like I said, I'm just I just don't want the capitalization to be screwed up. I'm okay if you have if you have fanciful elements in your sign. I don't need to understand your every little thing in your sign. How about if there's a picture with him in the upper left hand corner with an axe over his shoulder? Like a menacing like face. A, like a lumberjack. Here's Kate Toomey's sign. We've looked at this many times. This is basically just like LA Lakers colors. Can I make it bigger? There it is. It's just LA Lakers cover colors. Or fire hydrant color. Or fire hydrant colors. It's just kind of a nice little it's just kind of a nice sign. Kate's sign is like here it is, Kate Toomey. I'm Another sorry. one though that you gotta give them credit for where they've uh where they've come in their political career can just be Kate. Because it's not just Kate's Kathleen uh on the ballot. Kathleen M Toomey, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not that familiar. John Trobaugh School Committee. Oh, this is sort of fun. We have kind of, it's not Comic Sans, but we have kind of like a handwriting thing for John mm-hmm. Trobaugh. We got like a little picture of the bus. This is actually like kind of an amazing sign to me because this sign does not look like, this little thing of the people getting on the bus does not seem like unbalanced or like, oh, there's a bus on this. It's not like the first thing I noticed. The first thing I noticed is still Trobaugh. Yeah. 
which is what you, the first thing I need to be able to notice is. Yeah. So like, good job, and like just getting the bus, the little bus thing in there, but not making a big deal about it, not making it the main, the main graphical element. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little surprised at the light blue of school committee, but I think it really works too. Like, it's kind of uh, yeah. It, we, we don't have any any white to make any kind of super high contrast on this sign, which is nice. Um, here's Matt Wally's sign. Um, this is another one which is taken from a moving vehicle, but this is a sign that Matt Wally has had for a while. And you know, this sign is, this sign is like, yeah, I'm not looking at this sign. I'm not really sure what to say about the sign. Like this sign is fine. Wally, it's on there. That's the main thing you can, 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 it's like, I think the first, the first checkbox needs to be like, can we read your last, can we read your first or last name? Mm -hmm in such a, such a way that we will remember to vote for you or that we'll know who we're talking about candidate-wise. Yeah. This sign totally totally does that. There's, and there's, you know, there's various little lines and there's a star and there's some other elements and there's, you know, there's different stripes and things and that's fine. Um, I don't know that I have anything to say particularly about those elements. No, I mean, it's, it, there it is. It's like, it's like Jack's sign. It's yeah. green, says Wally. Yeah, well, although it's kind of like a, it's like a paler green, which makes me want to think like a kind of a green party green. So I don't know if this yeah, is a sign which is saying like I'm a progressive. It's also. a pretty washed out photo, um, and it it's it's a. I think that green actually pops really well in the real world, or at least when they first hit the streets. It's yeah. a it's a it's a pretty bright, eye catching green, and the white stands out a little bit more than it uh, it appears to in yes. this photo. This is a poor photo, but I mean the world is a poor photo. So I feel like taking mm. showing poor photos of these signs in some ways is legit. The final thing I just want to celebrate is this photo from today's today's thing of uh, Tracy Novick. Would you flip it? What'd you do? Did I really flip this photo? How'd you do that? I don't even know I could do that. Jesus. I did do it. I did do it. Can I pinch? Guys? Anyway, this is a photo of Tracy Novick, and I can't make it any bigger. This is a photo of Tracy Novick and Atel Hajiai campaigning, and their outfits are exactly the color of their signs, including Atel has, like, the, like the, the white and the blue up top and the green down below. Good job to these guys. Uh, yeah. uh, this is just like an amazing commitment. I mean, this is a Gary Rosen level of commitment to that, branding. No, the, not just the branding, though. But seeing the two of them together in that photograph, it's something that I think came up throughout this campaign that I've not really seen before other th outside of uh, incumbents uh, who are trying to keep incumbents incumbent. And that has been like... we don't. It's really hard in Worcester because of the kind of balloting that we have to run a slate. But there are a ton of candidates across both school committee and city council that hold, I think, a, a similar set of values uh, and principles uh, that they stand for. Those folks were super supportive of each other in yes. a way that you don't typically see campaigns coordinate. Because in a lot of ways, uh, you know, obviously tracing to tell two different races, but a lot of the folks that are in the same race, like uh, sharing resources, giving each other shout outs, uh, being in the same place at the same time, it, it, you're taking a risk, right? In that you, you could be just pushing votes to somebody in your race who might have a slightly better presence than you do in person or whatever the right, case may be. Right, right. Um, that's, I think that shows a lot of commitment to principle that we haven't necessarily seen in Worcester local election cycles. And I would just like to offer a tip of the hat to... I mean, Atel the other day, I think, went through every candidate that she's had the opportunity to work with, like in, on social media, just saying thank you. But it was like a heartfelt thank you, um, regardless of, of what the, the, the outcome is for any of these non-incumbents, seeing people that are 
uh, so willing to work with other people. If that doesn't resonate with you as a voter, because that's kind of how a body politic needs to function is people working together, then you missed the point entirely. Like there's some really, really good first time candidates that are and returning candidates. Tracy obviously has held office before, um, that again, just, they, they showed some willingness to work with others in a way that you typically don't see until the election is over. You know, I want to I want to thank everybody who's come on this show to talk to us about the election, and I want to thank everybody who's run. Even if I said mean things about your sign or mean things about how you spell the word Worcester, like I don't mean this to be a, a attack towards you as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really appreciate like running for office is so terrible, but man, if people didn't run for office, we could not have a functioning democracy. This is like the trouble of it. Yeah, and like man, like your life is going to be turned upside down, and people are going to be like, and you're like throwing spitballs at you for spelling something wrong on a mailer or, or being a Nazi or whatever. And like, uh, or not, not for even being a Nazi. People are going to call you a Nazi, whatever. You're definitely going to be called a Nazi, but no matter what your politics are, mm-hmm. people are going to be so mad at you for no reason at all other than your name is going to be on the ballot in the fall. The, um, I similar would just really like to thank everyone who came on the show to sit with us on the school committee side that, this is the school. I think it's rare that there are so many contentious issues in front of the school committee as we just saw over the last cycle. Yes, uh, and yes. I feel like everybody that came on the show, whether we agreed with them personally or not, did a really fantastic job articulating their stances on uh, those issues. And it, that is rare. I think that you see folks willing to actually stake ground, uh, whether it be on sex ed or, um, you know, suspension rates, uh, diversity in, 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 in educators. Um, yeah, people obviously have, uh, strong beliefs on all of those issues and, and they articulated them very, very well. That's, uh, that's, it was refreshing to see, uh, for a batch of newcomers. Do we, you know, so, you know, there's no value to us predicting the election at this point because almost nobody who watches the show is going to see this episode. Yeah. Uh, until after the election results are in. But um, I, I, I think that there is a proven value for people who make predictions to um, actually make predictions. Sure. And so you're, you're, you're always saying, well, this is probably going to hurt this guy or help this guy. It's like, hurt how much? Yeah. Hurt in what way? Yeah. And then a week later, let's see, did it actually hurt or help them? Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's, it's helpful, I think, to say just like, this is what I predicted, and I was wrong, or and I was yeah. right, and now I can learn from it. Um, I mean, like my election prediction is going to be uh, – similar to prelim ballot, we're just going to see like all the incumbents plus maybe like whoever the top other people are. So I'm going to say city council. I'm going to say all, all incumbents and returning. It's all going to be, it's going to be Gary Rose and Tony Economo, Christian King, Joe Petty, Mo Bergman, Kate Toomey. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Do you feel like, do you, do you, do you have a, uh, I actually do think that there is a, yeah, I'm going to kick myself for this because it's probably going to be wrong, but I'm going to say there's a really strong chance that Donna, uh, Glorio comes through on the city council. And it's, um, I think, the combination of Connie and uh, Mike Gaffney, uh, who both had strong and somewhat different. I think I think it's easy for people to say they shared a base. They didn't. They had very very distinct groups of followers. But I think there's enough in there's enough in Donna that I think both those groups of followers have something to get behind there. Yeah. In conjunction with what we were talking about last week, whether that misspelling uh, or the lowercase five, whatever was intentional or not the outcome of that was a massive amount of name recognition getting pushed out in social media. And I think if you take yourself outside of your own bubble, where people may have been making fun of her, uh, you know, knocking, you know, billionaires (laughs) who are flooding, uh, for some reason, flooding campaign dollars into uh, Worcester and Framingham and Springfield and a couple other communities. 
I think there's some really good math that basic politicking, right? Like name recognition uh, and a last minute push is actually going to put her over the top. I don't think I don't think as strong of a showing for the mayor's race, which she was active in as well, too. But when it comes to city council, I, I think there's a very, very good chance that Donna uh, slides through on and, this one. And you would be thinking Donna rather than Tony then getting onto the city yeah. council and, not, and all the incumbents returning. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I, I think that's the way the, the math plays out. It, it's uh, yeah. So school committee is hard. So school, school committee is harder because the landscape has actually shifted since the prelims and that um, and that uh, Brian O'Connell has passed on. Um, but I'm going to say similar deal. I'm going to say being Carrie McCullough, Monfredo, Foley, Monfredo. I know it was you. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. They're all going to come back. And uh, which 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 uh, two challengers are going to get in there? Laura Clancy and Tracy Novick. Yeah. Why so not? I, I mean, tr- tr- I mean, Tracy Tracy has had all kinds of crazy uh, scandals and controversies and whatever, as Tracy does every day of her life, pretty much <laughs> uh, since the prelim. So I don't know if this is a, pos- a positive or a negative. Probably a negative, maybe a positive. Um, I, I'm going to say not enough of a negative to take her off the ballot. That's just my guess. I can see it going the other way. I wouldn't be shocked. So I, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here. Um, uh, and I'm going to also kick myself for mispronunciation. Gemma, uh, Camaro. Yes. Uh, I think she gets through. I have not seen retail politicking, uh, for a first time candidate, uh, as I have with her, um, it just like the actual hand to hand old school retail politicking. And we can talk about lawn signs and mailers and, you know, Facebook ads till we're blue in the face, actually getting out and banging on doors and talking to people is how you get elected when there's a low voter turnout, right? Like that, that, that one-to-one contact is the thing that voters remember. Nobody did that like she did as, as a first time candidate. I think the only person who came close to doing that uh, as a first time candidate is John Trobaugh. And uh, similarly, I think there's a seat for both of them on the school committee. Uh, and I, I did not see the same kind of politicking from uh, Diana and Molly. Um, I didn't see. So if you're if you're one of those people that, that thinks lawn sign votes, lawn signs vote. I didn't see enough from for, from either of them out there. And I didn't see enough actual contact uh, when it can, when it comes down to the period between the primary and today uh, actually flipping votes. But. John and uh, Gemma, they did a fantastic job on that front. So there's our prediction. So my prediction there, again, is being Carrie McCullough, Monfredo, Foley, Kamara, Choba. No. Those are mine. Uh, oh, you whatever. screwed. You had we one have, job, Mike. We don't need to make this show any longer <laughs> than it is. You can, look, you can rewind two seconds and find out what our predictions were. Anyway, next week's show, we'll, uh, maybe we'll have a guest, but we'll also uh, talk about... Talk about how wrong uh, we were. How this is going to go, and and we don't we don't think that Matt Wally is going to lose his district race. No, this, this no, seems... I think Matt uh, stays in. But yeah, I mean, I, John <laughs> John Hines uh, did a, a I think a fantastic job of getting out there as a first time candidate. That's my district over there. I just don't feel that the uh, the again that that retail politicking was as high, and that's something yeah. Matt has put a lot of work in on two campaigns uh, yeah. prior to this. So yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, that's all for this episode of 508. We'll see you next time. And remember, Worcester, you can bench more than you think you can. That was a long episode.